some super exciting news. Over at Text Talks, we get a huge number of artists reaching out to us to highlight their amazing content. And because we plan our seasons quite far in advance, we often can't accommodate requests to spotlight some of the amazing up-and-coming talents South Africa, Africa, and the world has to offer. And so we started Text Talks Extra. Text Talks Extra has gone on to become its own beast, and thanks to all of your support, we are super excited to announce that our friends in the culture of humor have stepped up to collaborate with us for the next season of Text Talks Extra, launching on the 14th of February. Puma have been at the very forefront of the culture through iconic collabs with the likes of Nomzamo Mabata, Winnie Harlow, Dua Lipa and Cara Delevingne, to Nintendo and even my fave sweeties Haribo, while always looking toward being more sustainable in the pursuit of their biodegradable shoe experiments. I mean, this is the brand that bought us suede, a fashion icon that's been a staple since its first drop in the 70s. Finally, keep your finger on that refresh button on Puma's Insta. Ruba has it with restrictions easing more and more. Select sessions might just be happening live and in person at their flagship Bramfontein store. So don't say we didn't warn you. We are stoked to be collaborating with Puma again and can't wait to bring you only the freshest content on Text Talks Extra, including all the happenings in the land of Puma for 2022. Whether it's their latest collab, hashtag select sessions, hashtag suede Sundays, or just a reminder that she moves us. Catch all the drops on at Puma South Africa on Insta or wherever you follow the iconic cat. And now, back to the show. Welcome to Text Talks Extra. I am Tex, and today I am talking to one half of an alternative pop duo whose rich discography is matched only by their enigmatic and memorable live shows. I am, of course, talking about Low Ghost, and I'm joined today by Shannon Devi. Shannon, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's only a pleasure. You know, I was thinking on my way to recording that I want to take a second yeah, because you and I have known each other. We've known each other for a minute, like all the way back <laughs> really have. to Zula bar days in long street when you'd perform there with your original band and Shannon for the life of me, I cannot remember what your band was called. <laughs> uh, it was called heart shaped heresy. Yeah. That was, I mean, that yes. was over a decade ago, Tecla. Yes, heart-shaped heresy. And I was in the Uber and I was thinking, oh, I have to ask her. I have to open with this question because, I mean, even back then you were slaying. And yeah, it was a decade ago and yeah, we're, we're showing our age, but whatever. I love getting older. So. <laughs> but I don't think a lot of people realize that you've been in the music game for a while now. So, you know, winning that Sama for Best Alternative Album in 2020 for your album Cult Pop, you know, and coming from heart shaped heresy days on the on the Zula Soundbar stage. What is what does that feel like when you think about where you started to where you are now? You know, the first show we ever played, it was uh above Gandalf's at this place called Raw. And I remember we got paid and the guy handed me a five rand coin. 
<laughs> that was our split of the door. <laughs> Five rand. So I often oh, think back God. to that. I mean, you know, I've been working at this for a long time. Um, and it's, it is something you just have to plug away at for as long as you have the energy to do so and hope that things go well for you. So yeah, it was winning that summer was, it was really exciting and it made all that work for all those years worth it. Was there any pressure to follow up a summer winning album with another banger? Because your third album, Night Speak, was, we'll talk about it a, a bit later, but it's so meticulously crafted, just as so as cult pop, if not more so. Um, was Am I right in saying that it was recorded in like a week? Yeah, yeah. It was it was written over, you know, over the lockdown. Um, Evan and I were pretty lucky. Our income, our main sources of income weren't really affected by by the lockdown. So we had the luxury of being able to work on some creative stuff. And we decided that we'd use that time to write, write this album. So the writing process was was pretty long. That took about a year. But when it was time to track, we banged it out in a week. Uh, we just like shipped into my place set everything up and smashed it out, which was a really, really quite a different process to Cold Pup, which took us a whole year to craft, um, tracking everything and, and, and working out everything. So it was a bit of a different process. Um, there, yeah, like getting getting a Sama, things like that, it, it can inflect on, you know, how you make decisions moving forward. You can feel a little bit of pressure, but... We are sort of quite uh, strong-headed about doing whatever it is we feel like we we need to be doing at the time. So we try not to let the, those kind of pressures work on us while we're working on other things. You know, you just said now that you were very fortunate in the fact that your main stream of income, you and Evan, um, the other half of Logost, uh, weren't weren't impacted during COVID. And I just realized now that I have absolutely no idea what it is that the two of you do for a living. So enlighten me, apart from Logos, <laughs> because in my mind, you're just this powerhouse vocalist. No, I mean, we both um, we both have uh, other, other gigs. Uh, I'm a freelancer, a freelance copywriter, and I also I'm studying a master's in English literature at UCT. And Evan works in in tech. He's a he's a tech guy. He's a product manager at a big tech company. So that's that's those are sort of our day jobs. And then wherever we can, we fit in fit in the rest of it. That's fascinating. I had no idea, and I thought I knew you, but clearly, <laughs> <laughs> all all of the heart shaped heresies and all of the revelations today. But you know, one of the best things about you and Evan. And watching the two of you and your bond develop over the years, you, you've you got such a great dynamic as a mm. duo. You're friends, you work together. And then Al told me that you actually lived together during the pandemic for a bit, which I also didn't know. But describe the relationship that the two of you have personally and professionally. I mean, I am forever grateful for my relationship with Evan. First of all, we're friends, as you say, best friends. And... um We've known each other for a very long time. Um, but we're also so fortunate to have this really productive, really special creative partnership, which which I appreciate deeply, and I know he does too. I don't think it's... I think it's quite a rare thing 
to work so closely with somebody for so long um and it just continues to be positive and generative and we keep learning from one another it's cool like we are sort of always on this quest to impress each other <laughs> with whatever we're bringing to the table <laughs> you know when i write a song i'm like okay i need to blow this guy's socks off like let's let's see if i can i can stump evan you know and um that really leads itself to sort of pushing yourself to do better and better work and, and learn more. And we also have like a really complementary set of skills, you know. Um, he he handles a lot of the production stuff. We both write and we write together. I handle the drums um, and obviously and, and engineering duties as well. When we're tracking, we kind of back and forth, like I'll track him, he'll track me. So mm-hmm. over the years, it's developed into this really sort of efficient and and pleasant i mean it's it's so much fun we have a lot of fun together dynamic um which we're both really grateful for and we do a lot to kind of protect you know because it is something that doesn't come along every day we're lucky that we found each other um yeah any musician who's listening to this is in a duo and they're not necessarily 100% happy is like, damn you. <laughs> damn you for having such a good relationship. But I mean, when those disagreements do arise, because I'm sure that they do, it can't be sunshine and daisies all the time. How do you work them out? <laughs> well, we're both really strong personalities. Unfortunately for me, Evan exactly. studied law. So, um, <laughs> arguing with Evan is, is quite something, <laughs> but I don't know. We just have such a high level of mutual respect that, you know, we can, we can disagree. I mean, I don't, I think that we've possibly only had one sort of mildly ugly argument in all these years, wow. which was, yeah, which was a stupid thing that was quickly resolved. But, um, but yeah, like we do, we, we call it, um, uh, what do we call it? We call it wrestling. I think we'll wrestle over something, you know, we'll be like pushing back and, um, yeah, it's quite something to see, but we always sort of end up on the same page. Luckily we're naturally mostly on the same page anyway. So it doesn't come up too often, <laughs> luckily mm. for me, because as I say, arguing with a lawyer is, it's formidable. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So Evan takes this round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, doing um, doing research for this and putting questions together, um, I was looking back on all of the features that we've done on Logost over the years, and I was very pleasantly surprised to see that back in 2019, we published our very first spheres of queer interview with you on text in the city where you spoke very openly about your sexuality and the responsibility that you feel to be visibly and verbally out. And you said, I'm quoting here. When I perform, I out myself night after night to whoever's in the room. And I never thought about it like that because you never know who's in the room, right? When you're performing, there might be total strangers in the room or it might be filled with, with family and friends, but you know, there might be that one person who's never seen you before, but surely that must be equal parts daunting and cathartic, right? When you step on stage. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know, again, it's one of those things which is like I'm speaking from a place of privilege and it's something that I'm very aware of. You know, I have the luxury of being able to be out relatively safely. So that mm -hmm. is something that I do, um, which is not something that everybody can do. And I'm not sure what effect that has on the people who watch us, if it does any good, if it does any harm. But I do hope that it, you know, sends a strong signal to to people in the community that, you know, at our shows, they're welcome, they're safe, as safe as we mm. can make them. Because as you say, we never know who's in the room. And yeah, like on a personal level, it can be a bit daunting, but I'm pleased to report that I've never had um, over the course of my sort of Logos career, any dodgy incidents in show spaces. So that's really good. Obviously, good. we're mm. working mostly in Cape Town and that's a relatively safer place um, to be operating as a, a queer artist. But yeah, I, I've been very lucky in that regard. And I continue mm. to be super grateful that I'm able to do that. Um, I think it was in the same article you spoke about, and uh, you know, this is something as well for me in a in a sitting in a position of privilege I've never had to think about before, where you said that you know when you go out with your partner, you have to be very aware of you know where you're kissing or holding hands and who's around you. And I mean, that's something that I've never had to think about, you know, because you might be in a yeah. situation that is unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a bit of a hangover because obviously when I came out, things were quite different. You know, mm. I came out when I was, when I was 19 or 18 and that was, I don't even know, over like a decade or 13 years ago or something like that. My maths is terrible. Um, the The atmosphere was different. Nowadays, you know, I at the moment I'm dating someone who's quite a lot younger than me. And her experience of coming out has been very different. And mm. I have to be quite careful not to inflect my own fears and... Um, you know, my ex early experiences onto our relationship because you don't really want to gift somebody that, you know, that kind of a hyper awareness or vigilance. Um, mm. It's tricky. I feel it less and less these days, but there are still situations where I feel a little uncomfortable or I'm mm -hmm. feeling a little bit guarded. And yeah, it's it's not great, but kind of comes with the territory and obviously I there are people who have who are in a lot more danger for example trans women in our country um, people of color queer people of color as well so I have a lot to be grateful for um, I generally am moving through the world in a position of safety and mm -hmm. I'm very very lucky and very aware of how lucky I am for that. But, you know, your music is very emotional and very expressive as well. And I, I'm sure you've had people reaching out to you about, you know, your music helping them in any kind of particular way. Yeah, we we have. We've had a, quite a few people message us. And those moments are always 
quite heavy. Obviously, it's hard to hear that somebody is in pain out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's also it's also really nice to hear that the work that you've been putting out has helped them in some way. Um, that is really, for me, a large part of why we, you know, Evan and I, when we started started this band, we we kind of discussed quite openly being very vulnerable, being very honest, um, and trying to share sort of our experiences as clearly as we could in the hopes that it would, you know, provide some kind of solace for somebody else out there. People who have experienced grief, people who have experienced, you know, trouble with homophobia or, you know, all those kind of things that we, we tend to cover. And yeah, we've had a, a quite a few people reach out and I try to sort of engage them as authentically as possible and let them know that they're not alone in the things that they are experiencing because a lot of them are very universal, right? Um, if you haven't experienced grief mm-hmm. yet, you, you probably will someday. I hope you don't, but it's kind of something that everybody is just waiting to go through at some point in their life. Yeah, I think, sure. Um, I I think I'm very lucky in the fact that I haven't had anybody very close to me pass away. But <clears throat> you're right in the fact that your music does speak to certain universalities as well, which I think is why it resonates so deeply um, with people. But I also, Shannon, like, I want to talk about your voice for a second, though, because like, <laughs> it's so rich and it's so dreamy. I think that's the official word that I'm going to use to describe your voice, dreamy. But it's also <laughs> very strong. Like you can belt a tune. And I, I wanted to know if you ever took lessons to learn how to use your voice properly, to control your voice, because your control is incredible. I never had any official singing lessons. I started singing pretty late. Really? Like maybe I'm a trick. And got a couple of sort of pointers and things from my music teachers then but yeah a lot of it is is sort of self-taught and I sing by technical standards very badly (laughs) I'm not a very technical singer I'm not great in the studio um but I think the key thing and something I clicked onto pretty early was just figuring out what it is that my voice can do and just exploiting Mm -hmm. that you know and all those years in a punk band screaming over the top of like really loud <laughs> guitars um, has sort of developed a specific kind of vocal approach that I take. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a particularly big range. I can't like run circles around anybody, but I can do what I do. And so that's what I do, you know, and I'm always trying to kind of push that repertoire as far as I can. Exactly. And you do what you do very well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, your voice changes over time as you age, you know, and, and there's certain things that you could do before that you maybe can't do now, but there are other things that I can do now that I couldn't do before. So it's just, it's this like dynamic thing that you, you're, you have a relationship with and you, you're trying to learn how to, how to work with. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with where, it has landed because it, it, it allows me to be very expressive and that feels really good, especially on stage, you know, it's a lot of fun to mm. scream and all that kind of thing. Do you and Evan ever have like friendly sing-offs? 
<laughs> he sang circles around me. I would lose. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good singer. Uh, <laughs> so I wouldn't enter into a sing-off with Evan. <laughs> I remember the first time, um, I think I went to Starlight. Yeah, it was the first time I went to Starlight Diner and I had no idea that Evan worked there. And What Stardust, do you mean? I mean, Stardust. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no That's idea that he worked met. there. And it was, well, oh, okay. It, it was one of the most incredible evenings I've ever had. And I think that was the first time that I looked at him and I went, wow. I mean, sing, dance, perform, act, yeah. everything. Like just a complete all-rounder. He like totally blew my socks off that night. It was amazing. No, he's amazing. Yeah. He's excellent. Mm. So tell me now that we're more deep into 2022. Well, you know, we're still <laughs> yeah. we're still trying to figure out what's happening with our state of emergency. It's been extended another month. You know, we're just kind of going on what Cyril says. But what is next for Low Ghost? Because I know Nightspeak's been out for a few months now. Are you back in the studio? Are you writing? Are you, what can you tell me about what you're busy working on? Yeah, so um, we've actually just started doing shows again, which has been incredible. Mm-hmm. But the the next big step, the, ne- the plan is to write another album, um, which should commence soon. Um, and we, we're trying to figure out what, what it's going to be what we're where we're moving towards at the moment uh we're going to bring on a producer for the first time our very good friend callum mcdonald is gonna is gonna help us with this one oh, amazing. And we're really excited yeah really excited to see where we go with it we feel like we've sort of gotten night speak was kind of a, a clearing of the field for us we had songs and and this kind of sound that we wanted to to check out and that's kind of out of the system now. So um, all bets are off. We could be up to anything, really, on this next album, which is a super exciting place to be. Oh, that's very exciting. And I I haven't seen you guys perform in, sure, a good, a good few years. I think the last time might have actually been Cafe Rue in town, which was a very long time ago. Oh, yeah. So I'm yeah. very excited to seeing you perform this Saturday at Unclass. By the time this podcast comes out on Monday, the show will have already taken place, and I'm sure it would have been amazing. But I cannot wait. I think I think the pairing of you and Morena Laraba is just genius. Shout out James Acker for an amazing lineup. Yeah. Um, but also, I, yeah, it's just going to be great to be in a in a gig setting and environment again. It's been very long. Yeah, it's so exciting. And it, it's so, it's a comforting thing to do after so long, you know. Very, very excited mm. about the show on Saturday. Yay, excited. We're going to have all the gym beam. Um, so we've reached the part of this podcast that I like to call this or that. Welcome to This or That with Tex. Where I give you two things to choose from and then you pick the one that you prefer. Okay, and you don't have to say cool. why you pick that thing unless you want to. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right, one. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. I think I drink about 
10 to 15 cups a day. What kind of coffee? Like instant coffee, drip coffee, like a macaneta coffee? No, like any, anything I can get my hands on. It's, it's probably my biggest vice. I'm like extremely caffeinated at any moment of any day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Tattoos or piercings? Tattoos. I have a huge needle phobia. How many tattoos do you have? Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to count. I don't think it's that many. I'd like to get more. Uh, one, two, three, four, maybe five at this point. Nice. It really is an addiction once you start. Yeah. No, it really is. <laughs> I'm actually due to get another one this month. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't figured out what yet. It's just going to happen. Okay. My last tattoo, I went in to Manuela. Shout out, Manuela mm. Gray. Greatest tattoo artist ever. Um, and I literally just said to her, just do whatever you want to do on my leg. <laughs> she was like, okay. But she had, we had spoken beforehand and, you know, she drawn up some ideas because she tattooed my right. one thigh, upper thigh. And then I said to her, and this was maybe like seven years later, and I said to her, please can you do the other one, but like have the two of them be a story. And she just went in and like an hour later she was done. And it was just the greatest thing. And she's done my yeah. my dog on my arm and she's done my grandfather's portrait on my back and she's just an absolute uh, pigeon. All of the pain amazing. over all of the years. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Next question. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this, but tequila... Or Jägermeister? It's Jägermeister. Yeah! It's Jägermeister. I mean, <laughs> how many Jäger bombs did we drink during those Zulu bar days, my friend? Oh, Tekla. You used to line them up down the bar. I blame you entirely for those evenings. <laughs> you, know who, you know who I blame? I blame Lou Cherry. That's who I blame. Because she the was the one who used to... Culprit. She was... She was the worst because she was the one who used to come in and put her card down on the bar and then say to me, yeah, just yes. start a tab. <laughs> just smash it. Yeah. And they were cheap in those what? days too. Dangerously Second. cheap. Jager bombs. I don't even, I don't even want to know what a Jager bomb costs now. Not in this economy. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <clears throat> okay. Next question. <clears throat> a new phone or a new laptop? Oh, a new laptop. Yeah. Definitely. Is it time? Is it, is it time for anyone? I think it's time. I mean, this one's doing okay, but you know, I, like all of my, a laptop becomes the center of your universe, you know, all of my work, all the recording and the, you know, everything is there. So I get a new laptop for sure. Okay. And then last one. Last question. Yeah. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. I'm not cool enough or young enough for TikTok. <laughs> I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I'm again, aging myself. When I interviewed Alistair from Short Straw, he was like, we need a youth on our team because we don't know how TikTok works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Calling all youths. Please like, assist. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I also need a youth. Please. So if there are any youths listening... Um, you can hit me up and you can also hit Shannon up. Maybe yeah. give us a TikTok tutorial. I'm down. I'll do the dances. Are you down, Shannon? I'm so down. I need help. Please, youths. Youths of, of the country. <laughs> Please respond. Youths of the country. 
you're out you're out cool oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> and i could do this with you all day and it's so great to catch up and to hear that you're doing so well but unfortunately we have come to the end of text talks extra uh but it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you shannon and i wish you all the best for the rest of the year and don't be a stranger please come back and the next time bring evan with you i will thank you so much for having me it was lovely to chat Thanks for joining us for another episode of Text Talks. From me, your host, Tex, producers Jonathan Ings and Matthew Lewitz, and researcher Al Clapper. Catch you on the flip side. Head on over to texttalks.com for all our previous episodes. And remember, that's Tex with a double X.